What's going on you guys? My name is Harrison. I am so excited I get to be sharing with you guys this week at Northwood Young Adults. And so I'm just gonna go ahead and jump right in and I wanna talk about something that uh, kind of gets me fired up, something that kind of maybe triggers me a little bit and uh, that's gonna be Charleston Drivers. And I know what you're thinking, Harrison, yes, we have seen you on your social media yelling at them, but I don't think you understand because to me, what Charleston Drivers do, not use their turn signal, you know, one day they'll be before the Lord and they'll have to answer to him. That's on them. That's not on me. So anyways, with that being said, I also want to talk about the story of Moses. And so for me, I love the story of Moses. I'm sure all of you guys are very familiar with the story of Moses. You know, we've seen the Prince of Egypt probably, or we've heard about this man who led these people and they parted the Red Sea and walked through it. And so more specifically, I want to look at the life of Moses and I want us to see also how close he was to God. And you can see him lead the Israelites out of Egypt, yet he was not allowed to enter into the promised land. And so I'm going to go ahead and I want to read a passage of scripture from Numbers chapter 20. Then the children of Israel, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zin in the first month. And the people stayed in Kadesh. And Miriam died there and was buried there. Now there was no water for the congregation, so they gathered together against Moses and Aaron. And the people contended with Moses and spoke, saying, If only we had died when our brethren died before the Lord. Why have you brought us the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness, that we and our animals should die here? And they have made you come up out of Egypt to bring us into this evil place. It is not a place of grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, nor is there any water to drink. So Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And they fell on their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, gather the congregation together, speak to the rock before their eyes, and it will yield its water. Thus shall bring water for them out of the rock, and give them the drink, the congregation, and their animals. So Moses took the rod before them, uh, and before the Lord, and as he commanded him, and Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Hear now, you rebels, must we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted his hand and struck the rock twice with his rod, and the water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their animals drank. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe me to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land which I had given them. Moses had done some things. He was um, guilty of murder before he started leading the Israelites out of Egypt. But that wasn't what prevented him from entering into the promised land. Moses had smashed the stone tablets, the Ten Commandments that he had gone up to Mount Sinai to bring down. And when he brought them down, he saw that the Israelites were worshiping a golden calf. And he smashed them. But and I, to me, that would think, that wouldn't let him go into, uh, God wouldn't let him to go into the promised land. But that wasn't it. It was when Moses was disobedient to God. That's what prevented him from entering into the promised land. And again, verse 12, it said, But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust in me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring them into this community that I will give them. Moses had different moments where you could see him get triggered. But this one was different. Can you guys imagine leading over 2 million people out of Egypt, 
Could you imagine being the one who did that to lead them to the sea where everyone was like, well, now we're trapped. But then the sea parts and they march on through. But then they're complaining that we're hungry when we're thirsty. You would be getting really frustrated. You would be on your last nerve with these people. I know I would be. And so we see that God had commanded Moses to strike the rock early in Exodus 17, actually. In Exodus 17, verse 6, it says, I will stand there before you at the rock by Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it for the people to drink. So Moses did this in the sight of the elders of Israel. Reading the story truly makes me reflect on what I may be disobeying God with or missing hearing Him actually say to me. But it also makes me think about, even in the story, you know, what Moses did. Moses struck the rock. And we see that earlier God had commanded him just in this past scripture to strike the rock. And so it makes me think, you know, maybe what Moses did was because he struck the rock, it was just out of frustration and it was because it was something that he had already done before. It's something that God had already commanded him to do. So what would be any different than this right now? But yet he still disobeyed God. He missed what God was telling him to actually do. You know, you think about it, how you get fired up. Your blood is pumping. Your adrenaline is rushing. Sometimes you decide to tune out any good moral. You decide to tune out any good behavior that you may have been taught or told growing up or even recently. And so I know you guys are probably thinking, Harrison, like, what's a good example of this? Because right now it just sounds like you're talking about kids who could throw a temper tantrum because they don't get what they want. Well, not to be rude, but are you and I any different? Sometimes when we get upset, we can get upset at seeing things like politics. We can get upset at seeing things like relationships ending, or maybe even seeing someone get a job where we really want that position, but instead they got it. And I know that some of these are like really basic, but don't we usually turn the most basic situations into war zones? Don't we usually take molehills and we turn them into mountains for absolutely no reason? And it's because we get too caught up in this moment, a very brief moment in time. And we forget about the plan and sometimes we even miss or even disobey something that God is telling us or has told us. So my question for you to think about and to even pray about and meditate on during this next week is what is my trigger? What is my frustration? Like what is it that sometimes just pushes me and pushes me and I don't even know how I'm acting sometimes? And how does that hinder me from listening to God and even obeying his commands? Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for everything that you have done and you have shown us in our lives, Father. We thank you that we have stories where we can look back and we can reflect and we can see on your commands and your uh, promises that you have given everybody, Father. And I hope that this is a lesson for us, Father, where we can look back and we can see how Moses reacted. And because of his actions, it caused him not to enter into the promised land. Father, I just ask that you show us what we need to work on so that we can have an abundant life, Father, where we know that you are trying to bless us and we can live in peace, Father. So, Father, would you just be with us through the rest of this week? Let us have eyes to see, ears to hear your commands and your voice. Amen.